Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Volume. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, one of your favorite daily college football podcasts. I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined, as always, uh, by QB1, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what up, dog? How you doing today? Man, doing good. The, uh, can't wait to dive into this Michigan discussion after the, the new video evidence that uh, you were able to Ooh. find and, and, and send. I just tweeted it out. So. Uh, I was kind of torn back and forth until I saw that video, and now I'm like, "Damn, like that's some rough stuff." Uh, explain, explain what you mean by kind of torn. Kind of torn in the sense of like, did I really care? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that is that is the weird thing, right? The more and more evidence we we're getting, and we'll get into all of it today, but it is very obvious that all of it is true. Yeah. Like all of the allegations clearly took place, but it is one of those odd things where it's like, what? Hmm. How offended should we be? Right. Because mm-hmm. this is not something that we have a lot of insight to. It's a classic unwritten rules situation where every single sport has some cheating that is codified and allowed. <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah. Pre NIL. Everybody's paying players, right? Mm-hmm. You got Rush Probst out here literally getting caught talking at a Georgia football, football uh, some touchdown club in Georgia, talking about how Kirby like funnels the money, blah, blah, blah. And nobody really cares because whatever, everybody's doing it doesn't matter. Um, but this is one of those where we don't really know. And it seems like, Aaron, outside looking in, it seems like other coaches are really pissed, which makes me maybe think that this did go a step too far and a step above what. Mm-hmm. 
we're used to see. Let, let me give let me give a story that 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 I experienced, not to the level of, of like scouting and 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 doing everything that has been said of buying tickets and the and the filming and the stands, all that, but of what this actually means for another team. I remember when we were playing LSU. This was I think you were there. This 2011 SEC championship game, and Matt Zach Menenberger, who was a quarterback yeah. for Georgia. Obviously, we have all of our signals. Those signals since Met left Georgia did not change. Well, that's and our on big, yeah, that's on us. But like our big worry the entire week was Met watching our sidelines, giving the signals to the defensive coordinators. Like we had eyes on Met, and we could see Met like kind of whispering to the DC, like, "Hey, this is the call. This is the call. This call." Like, but that that was on us. And but it, it is a real thing. Like that goes on. Like they weren't che- like I wouldn't consider that cheating. That's well, no, but here's your the knowledge deal. you have to help your football team go out there and have success. Well, it's not these, to the same degree as what Michigan was, or quote unquote, what this assistant coach was doing. Well, this is the this is uh, the thing though. Sign stealing is completely allowed. Like, yes, you you have guys who steal signs on game day. That is a viable strategy that everybody seeks to engage mm-hmm. in. Um, why do you think the coaches put up those those barriers around the the the, the guys calling the plays? Yeah, Everyone well, and you have like and you have like either you have like a like a like a like a sheet with like a bunch of different colors on it, or people or coaches in different colored shirts, and like yep. in this quarter, this guy's active. So, so there's mm. plenty of ways that people try to get around that. But sign stealing is legal. Apparently, what is not legal in this, and 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 here in a second, I'll back up and we'll go through a full rundown of everything that happened. But you're not allowed to scout future opponents in person at games and and even that's kind of like huh that's funny i remember like my coach is doing that in little league football like that seems crazy that mm-hmm. that would be allowed but it was done in 1994 and it was it was because schools that had more money were able to fly catch the games or schools that didn't did it so okay competitive disadvantage sure but it seems like aaron it seems like the filming of the signals is where this all starts to go awry a la like a spy gate or something. Nick with a 999 super chat says the NCAA literally stated advanced scouting doesn't give a competitive advantage. I think back in 2021, people really want to see Michigan burn. You can't ignore that. This sport is not a serious sport. Well, I don't look, um, I don't know what you're referencing in 2021, but advanced scouting and completely decoding a team's signals are. Uh, again, two different things. Like yeah. sending someone to the game kind of is what it is. I do believe that it seems like, at least in my read of the room, it seems like the filming of the signals is where this is all yeah. going awry. Like it, I, see, I never knew that you couldn't go to an opponent's game. Like I don't see what the big yeah, difference is. crazy between, to me. Yeah, like what's the difference between going to a game and just turning on the tape and watching it? Like you're, you're going to get the same thing. That's not an issue to me. It is, yes, physically picking up a phone. And they supposedly there is evidence of, of and, and recordings out there of these said people holding their phone in a direction that was geared towards a future opponent's bench. So say that you're Ohio State game, that person was holding a phone up and it was directed at the Ohio State bench the entire time and make all the assumptions you want. We kind of know what 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 they were doing. They were they were going to get the signals. They're going to take it back. They're going to study it. They're going to set the plan. They're going to create a sheet that says, hey, this signal means this, 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 and this. You know, mirror it up with when they go back and watch the film. Like, that's where the line was crossed. I wish it was someone going to a game. 
Shit, my bye week, I went to the Georgia Tech game. So hopefully I'm not getting myself in trouble here. You didn't go to the Georgia Tech game to scout. You were trying to fuck Atlanta chicks or something, no, dude. Yeah. I mean, Georgia Tech girls? No. Yeah, I guess no. that's actually kind of true. No. A lot more dudes. That's I went to the about. game. I wanted to see it was our bye week. It was before the Tech game the next week. You I went casually to the game to went to a Georgia Tech game when you were an active college athlete on the bye week? That seems insane. There is nowhere else I wanted to be less in college during the bye week than Atlanta. at a college football Listen, game. We had, we, went, we had fun. It was an afternoon game. Then we went out afterwards. Okay, so, exactly. That's kind of my buyer's point. I still yes. went to the game. I still went <laughs> yeah. to Georgia Tech. Game. You weren't sitting here actually scouting. You were that worried I about was Georgia watching. Tech, what do you think dude? I'm doing there? I think you're fucking chilling, drinking beer, watching a little football with they the boys, getting ready to go the to the stadium. bar after. There's no beer in the stadium. I was oh, watching the true. game. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, Greg, players do not have mics in their helmet, which we'll get to because that just kind of yeah. shuts all this down. Anyway, let's back up. Let's back up because we just kind of dove into this all midstream here at the beginning of the show, and some people may not know the details here. Uh, so, hey, exactly. Greg, sorry, Greg, Greg, no. Greg in the chat says, Aaron, were you starting at this point? Yes, I was starting. This was post. Auburn 2010 we had the bye week in between that I went to the Georgia Tech game before we played Georgia Tech the following week I guess Georgia Tech was kind of frisky back then those are the Paul Johnson days yeah. uh maybe you were kind of worried about them I suppose um okay so there is a staffer at Michigan a cat named Connor Stallions and he is the one that is at the center of uh this entire fiasco uh, his resume is fascinating. He's a former captain in the Marine Corps. And it's funny because if you look at his LinkedIn bio, uh, what it reads, Aaron, is he attempts to, quote, employ Marine Corps philosophies and tactics into the sport of football regarding strategies and staffing, recruiting, scouting, intelligence, planning, and mm. more. Under the skills section of his LinkedIn bio, it says, quote, identifying the opponent's most likely course of action and most dangerous course of action, and then identifying and exploiting critical vulnerabilities and centers of gravity in the opponent scouting. I, I need this guy on my team. Hell That's yeah. what I'm saying. Hell first yeah. Off, first off, I love. Great hire. Yes. Going to a Marine Corps captain to do this is, is actually genius. Um, and you know, providing a job for veteran as well is, is pretty chill, but anyway, so, so quite literally in his LinkedIn bio, some, some stuff that is pretty much saying exactly what he's doing. Uh, Pete Thamel would tweet that, um, they have evidence that, uh, he bought tickets for more than 30 games mm -hmm. at 11 big 10 schools over the past three years. Um, and that at least one school is said to have surveillance footage of him in his seat or a person in the seat that he purchased filming the sideline, uh, the entire game on a cell phone. That's sketchy. Um, some other bits of information here. He never bought tickets to a game involving Michigan. It was only ever future Michigan opponents. And this last week he had purchased tickets on both sides of the stadium for Penn state, Ohio state. Oh, I wonder why. And guess what? Those tickets went un used um mm. and when did the story break right before last mm. week and then if none of this is yet enough to make you believe that he probably or that this is what exactly was going on here is a fascinating video that just dropped and uh i apologize 
This comes from Adam King, who is a reporter out of Columbus. Uh, this is their footage from Channel 10 up there. This comes from Adam King. Watch this video right here, and uh, you can see Connor Stallion standing next. that they wow. had Ohio State signals nailed, mm. out, figured out to a T. Um, so mission accomplished. Again, the only question now is, because I think it's beyond you know doubt that this, they're going to oh, yeah. do this. The only question now is how serious this and what is the punishment? Well, one is the punishment too, and then when is it going to happen? Like when is it like realistically with the NCAA? Oh, no, like, not, not this year. Not this yeah, year. Yeah, like does it, does it, does this really matter right now? Does this, does this, I think people want to know, like, is this going to hurt Michigan in their run right now to be, as of right now, like this team was built to win a championship this year. And, and, and we'll see what the team looks like next year. But I think for Michigan fans, the thing is like, maybe you got caught, but is it going to cost you a natty? Probably not this year. So I think that's the first thing that people need to realize. Like there's not going to be a punishment doled out anytime soon. That's going to affect this football team this year in their quest to win national championship. Um, well, then, that's kind of interesting, though, uh, Aaron, because really, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, uh, winning a national championship may be your way out of this. And what I mean by that is, like, you want to become too big to fail, right? Uh, Bill Self in Kansas being investigated by the NCAA. During the investigation, he wins a national championship. Are you really going to go out there and take that away? Are you really going to go shut that down? It's kind of like how... Uh, back in Roman times, right? If you were consul, you uh, could not be, uh, you like couldn't have legal charges brought against you essentially, right? So there were times where like Caesar or others, in order to avoid the charges or avoid jail time, they had to win the consulship. Like mm -hmm. they had to get too big to fail. So yeah, if Michigan wins mm -hmm. an Addy, can you really see the NCAA like stepping in then and yeah and, and really putting it down Harbaugh taking it away? I don't I don't think so. I don't think Nobody they can take it away. Really actively change a national championship. No. Well, they took away Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy. That was a different time though, because now that move looks dumb as hell and well, it does look dumb as hell. I, I agree. Like I don't think you can. I think Michigan would just kind of like laugh at them and say, "Screw you! You ain't taking this damn trophy from our trophy case." Like, sorry, too late. We won the Natty screw off and, and who knows where the NCAA is going to be in a year from now anyway. So I, I, maybe they self-impose another two game, three game, four game suspension for Jim Harbaugh where he sits out, you know, three, four cupcakes and, and it's a slap on the wrist. But I just don't think the NCAA has any, any real power anymore to make major decisions that affect a football team. <laughs> and especially a team right. to, to like you allude to that is as powerful as Michigan. And that is one of the favorites to win a national championship. So that's why I'm like kind of torn. Like all this stuff is funny. It's it's interesting to talk about, but will anything truly get done that is one well, meaningful and two in a timely fashion? And I just it's hard for me to believe it will. So here's the deal, though. Vito Perella in the chat's right. The other Big Ten schools turn them into, and they're pissed, right? And so when you're a conference leader and you have the entire rest of your conference, including a big school like Ohio State angry at you like you almost do have to react you have to do something and i keep going back to that greg shiano there's greg shiano video from the halftime interview um of the Rutgers michigan game where you can hear the anger in shiano's voice he's like basically referenced something that he can't really talk about and he's just about something not right 
is going on out there. And then Jeremy Wyatt in the chat brings up a very good point. He says, interesting time frame of the Spygate. Harbaugh went from maybe getting fired to 30 games later being the best coach ever and absolutely killing the spread. Aaron, have you seen the numbers on pre-Stallions to post-Stallions Harbaugh record? The College Football subreddit had this up here today. Check this oh, out. Oh, it has to be crazy good. So in 2020, Jim Harbaugh goes two and four, caps a six-year run where Michigan is 47 and 22. Uh, allegedly three years ago is when the sign stealing, uh, plan went into play and the three years since going 47 to 22, Michigan has gone 33 and three, their conference record specifically from 34 and 16 to 22 and one. And then, so it's a 34 and 16 to 22 and one. And of course they can most easily scout the conference opponents. Where maybe this gets even sketchier is they lose to a TCU team that they could not have scouted their signals because they would have never guessed in a million years that they would be playing TCU in the playoff. True. I mean, mm. again, correlation does not equal causation necessarily, but sometimes it's sketchy. Can you, it can make you look pretty fucking bad. And that's a pretty bad a, correlating a, factor. It, it, it is, but Michigan, Michigan talent wise has gotten better over the past few years too. Like this is, this is a, I would say the most talented team the past few years that Jim has had during his tenure at Michigan. It's like that, that's part of it. Yes. But it, it all boils down to it. They knew what they were doing. Like there's no there's no discussion about this. Like it, there's not a matter of did it happen? Did it not happen? Was it intentional? Was it not intentional? All that the discussion needs to be going forward is 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 it punishable and what's the the timeline of it all? And and for Jim too, is this a moment of hey, we 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 win a natty and then I dart to the NFL and I don't even give a damn. Move on. Like is this the final straw for him too? Uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I don't know. I don't care about the Jim Harbaugh to NFL conversation. Like I, that, I mean, we have it yearly. I well, and, and, and I can't remember who else in the chat was saying it earlier, but, um, but also Jim's had his run-ins with the NCAA recently, right? Mm -hmm. He, he, he got in trouble for some stuff during COVID. Now that, that was all kind of just minor bullshit that I would be pissed yeah. about too, if they were trying to come after me for, uh, and then he kind of shot back and started talking about how, Hey, the NCAA needs to start giving players part of this TV revenue and part of this playoff revenue. They make all this money. Why aren't the players seeing some of that, which probably pissed him off more. We've seen an NCAA that's more, a bit more petty and vindictive under Charlie mm -hmm. Baker. Remember under Mark Emmert, they had just yeah. become kind of there, but I think about them finger wagging UNC a little bit ago, and I could see them being a little, you know, having a bit of a hard on for Jim. Uh, but again, are you really going to go after him that hard, Aaron, if mm. he goes 15 and 0 and wins the natty? Mm -mm. You know, are, are, mm -mm. are you going to try to ruin the fabric of your sport or call into question the fabric of your sport? If uh, maybe their hand is forced, I don't know. We'll mm. see. Uh, Nick with a ten dollars super chat. Jim says he would get a tattoo if they go fifteen and zero. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I, I think like the other question too is: it's not just the NCAA, but if 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 all the Big Ten presidents and athletic directors and head coaches come together, could the Big Ten do something discipline wise? That's what I'm saying. It feels like the Big Ten has to act even yeah. more than NCAA does because their members are pissed. Yes, I think that's the first domino that falls. Like if the Big Ten 
goes to the NCA and them themselves as a governing body say, Hey, NCA, we've done either our own investigation and we've talked to coaches and we've, we've come to the conclusion that this is what we suggest should happen. I think the NCA at that point would have to act and act a little bit faster. I will. Uh, yeah, I would acknowledge them as champions if they won. I don't care. I think I look, I, I am someone who, um, you know, the Patriots did Spygate. We still call them champions. If you want to punish the Astros, sure. I mean, we didn't take yeah, the, the Astros. Astros. I think, yeah. I, I mean, look, I think that it's actually, there's definitely a fucked up part of me that kind of like, I really don't, I'm not yeah. even mad. I'm impressed. You know, <laughs> I mean, they, they, it's like Baxter, you ate the whole wheel of cheese. Like it's good shit, dude. You, you, you created a pretty bad, you got this badass former Marine captain to straight up, like do some real ass recon and intelligence mm. work on the opponents. <laughs> like, Okay, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? It's it's kind of that old idea. Hey, can we just get some damn mics in the headsets, please? Yeah, just get some yeah. mics in the headsets. Let's just But let's... but you know what you do then? Then you go after the 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 hacker types mm. out of the Marines, right? Then you go after your 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 real recon guys, your tech guys, and you just start intercepting. It can't be hard to intercept a radio signal. No. Like it, it it can't be hard at all. But but yeah, I mean that's the other part about this. If you get headset mics. The, the power five can afford it now. What the fuck are we doing? Get headset mics and just never worry about this again because you don't have to signal anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Perez says sign steal. Somebody's saying that's no wonder JJ McCarthy's doing so good. He knows what's coming. Uh, Justin says sign stealing wouldn't impact JJ as much as with the defense. So that's a bad take. I think I agree with that, Aaron. What do you think? So this like, is can you relay the information to JJ McCarthy in time to be like, this is exactly what they're running. Also, here's the play. Mm, that's a that lot. feels that a just, little unrealistic. You know, it's funny though. It wasn't science selling, but this was the NFL back in 2002 when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. John Gruden's first year, they're playing the Raiders where he was the previous head coach. And I remember Derek Brooks afterwards in an interview said, we knew every single signal and every single check from the Raiders. First off, stupid by them by not changing it. You had two weeks to get ready for the Super Bowl and you don't make any changes. Brooks said every call they made at the line of scrimmage, we knew because John Gruden told us ahead of time. So, yeah, if you know, man, and you know there's key words or key checks and symbols like or signs and movements from the – but a lot of that is done too. Like there, there are guys that are watching the TV copy, like straight up. Like there are individuals paid to watch yeah. the TV copy specifically to get signs ahead of time. This is just taken to another step further. Which is a bit weird because at that point, it's like, what's the big difference between a cell phone and TV? I guess the cell phone is that you're always getting the shot, right? You just have more accurate information mm-hmm. about the signs than yep. watching the TV copy. We're going to go back, back. And Matt, Matt Farage is saying, where's the beef? This is sensationalism. I mean, you know, Matt, you can piss on me and tell you it's raining, but I'm going to grab your dick and bite it off. Okay. If you saw the video just now of Connor Stallions, and I don't even know if I'm saying his last, but if you saw the video just now, it's, I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. correlating factors here. There's, there's uh, monetary evidence on the tickets being purchased. There's uh, allegedly surveillance evidence on people filming from the seats of the tickets that were purchased. And we have that video that we just saw of him clearly knowing exactly what was being signaled in from the Ohio state uh, mm. from the, uh, Chris bird. Wow. I just came into someone talking about chomping someone's Johnson off. Well, last name like bird, you better <laughs> watch out too. Um, Aaron, you were probably a big bird watcher back in college, huh? Uh, no, we did have a bird. We, you never heard about Georgia. We had one of our equipment staff guys put a camera in our, in our showers. You never heard about that. <laughs> 
And you know what his nickname was? This is before we even knew Birdman. No, Perv. Because <laughs> his, his, his last name was Purvis. So we all just called oh, him Perv. Wow. And that's not knowing like, that truly he was watching us take showers. We had a uh, we mm. had a chaplain in high school who was just so greasy looking, and we always thought he kind of gave off creepy vibes. And sure enough, he ended up. Yes, he ended up being a pedophile, essentially. Mm. You know, sometimes, sometimes you can just see it. And to me, Connor, thank you for your service, but he was definitely stealing those signs. And 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 again, the worst thing here would be for Connor Stallions to be the one that like gets the brunt of all this, because this is a low-paid graduate assistant who makes like sixty k a year. Like yeah. that's bullshit. He does not need to be the one that gets in trouble for all this. Mm. Um, all right. Good time. Um, that's enough still, on Michigan. Michigan still snaps number one team in the country. Yeah. Still number one team in the country. Uh, and we'll see where again, I like, I don't, we probably won't even talk about this again un- until new information comes out. Cause like it just kind of is what it is at this point for this year. And knowing how slow the wheels of justice, the NCAA mm-hmm. are going to be like, there's going to be a long time uh, before this means anything. All right. Coming up next. Was Brock Bowers actually holding Georgia back? We'll get to Dabo and Clemson, Lincoln Riley being soft, Marcus Freeman's revenge, but real quick, a word from DraftKings. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports training partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. Right now, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose? Like, get does it matter? You start the season with an instant dub. And always remember the DraftKings parlays. Everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. So string together multiple bets in the same game or build a parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Bottom line is basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB. T-B-O-B, new customers get $200 in bonus best instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code T-B-O-B, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, Licensee partner Gold Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or older, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for... JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million-plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. 
Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, welcome back, y'all. Uh, go ahead and use that code if you haven't signed up yet. Mm-hmm. If you already have signed up, um, you should listen to our shows on Friday with Colin Wilson. And don't play my plays. Don't play Aaron's plays. Uh, just actually do play the snaps parlay because that let's draft. And a lot of y'all did last week. Thank yep. you very much. A lot did. If we could get a thousand people to play the parlay this weekend, we didn't even push it last week. I think we had like six fifty. If we get a thousand, that's huge. Also, um, uh, obviously like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. The road to seven K continues. Um, yeah, A Bart says, remember when you had the right play call in Tech Mobile? That's actually like kind of what it what, what it feels like. And to be clear, look, I still think Michigan's awesome. They yes. got a ton of NFL players. JD McCarthy, again, I still think is just kicking ass. So, like, I just imagine all that talent and you know what the hell's coming, though. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I get it. That's where it gets a little weird because you haven't had a single play. You haven't had a single goal to go play against your defense the entire year. 
Like nobody's even got it within in, inside your 10. You, you've scored at least 40 every game. You've given up less than 10 every game. Like they're winning at a rate that we've never quite seen before. Mm. Um, okay. Chad says Shiano was talking about the refs and not Harbaugh. Okay. Sure. Maybe so, but that doesn't really change everything else. United Joe's America says fight on. Uh, don't worry. I got something coming for Lincoln Riley in a little bit, but first a conversation that I feel like we've already had and had again yesterday. And I don't really want to have again, but Aaron, take it away. Aaron Murray, tell me exactly why Brock Bowers was holding this UGA team back all year. First of all, that, that was just the headline. I do not believe that Brock Bowers was holding anyone back. Just going to get that clear no, no, right your now. Your headline, your headline was, could UGA be more explosive yes, without Brock Bowers? And yes, so what I'm saying. More explosive. Yes, that's a key word. So what I'm Efficient saying Efficient and explosive, very different. Whether you want to admit it or not, you are essentially saying that UG that Brock Bowers was holding this team back. No, 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 no. Just because you're more explosive doesn't mean you're a better offense or more efficient. Alabama has an explosive offense. They're not True. great, but they True. create explosive plays. Okay. Very different. That is the perfect oh, example right now. Georgia, that. because of the inability to use Brock in certain situations, like you look at this game, this this team this season. What did they try to do with Brock? Get him touches early in the flat, bootlegs to him. Shit, give him a jet sweep, put him in the backfield, things like that. Just get him his touches, and then everything starts to open up around him as well. Now, all of a sudden, you don't have that, hey, we got to get Brock the ball five-plus times in the foot in, in the first half, in the football game, whatever whatever metric you want to go for Mike Bobo. We can just do what, what, what Carson does well. And what did I say beginning of the season? The difference between Stetson and Carson. Carson's ability to push the ball down the field. You've, you've seen it too. The deep crosses, yeah. the post routes, the go balls. Like the first four Carson games are a to... very sexy ass football. Nobody is Does. denying that. Exactly. And he's huge. Now, like he's now a great prospect. Le- he's a great yes. prospect. Now you lean into that more. You lean into them or what's, what's Georgia doing better right now than they did beginning of the season? They're running the football. Offense line's getting healthy. Edwards and Milton are healthy. They're running it at a better clip, which is going to do exactly what Bobo has done since I was there and before I was even there run the football, play action, take shots down the field. And you got some receivers all of a sudden that are playing well. And our boy Colin gave us the the stat last week. Uh, Georgia is more efficient this year in 11 personnel than it is with 12. In the past two years, it's been a 12 personnel team. Two Mm -hmm. tight ends, two receivers, one running back. This year, more of their explosive plays are coming out of a three receiver sets. So, okay, go ahead. Finish no, it up. They're, they're going to use those guys more. So okay. you're going to see more explosive plays down the field. Doesn't mean it's going to be so a better I offense. I just want to be clear. So you're not saying that Georgia's ceiling is higher without no. Brock Bowers. I'm just saying you're going to see. just saying that the, the Georgia of fans the that want to see more to be more yeah. explosive. The Georgia fans that want to see the team throw the ball down the field a little bit more, you're going to start getting that wish. Okay. I can, I can kind of accept this then. Um, because one thing that I did not, I just want to be painfully clear, like, like Georgia, I understand what you're saying. Georgia has enough talent where maybe you had a guy that is still awesome, but not as good as Brock Bowers. And so he takes a bit of a back seat and now he has to step up and they have so much talent hit on that roster that, yeah, may, maybe those guys, like it, you should have guys capable of stepping up and kind of playing better than they have previously. The things that I couldn't support was this idea that the ceiling was somehow higher because mm-hmm. the thing about Brock Powers is it's not like you were trying to, it's not like you were, uh, he wasn't a resource sink 
every now and then no. you see that, right? Where you're trying to make a guy work and it's just not working and it becomes, it kind of holds the offense back. So Keishon Booty and LSU a little bit ago, kind of see what Devontae Adam and the Raiders at times, but like every now and then it, 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 a guy can be an actual problem. That was not Brock Bowers. Mm. Like his targets were being productive. He was winning you yep. games. He was kicking ass. So, okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see on the more explosive front. I don't give a shit. The only thing I care about Carson Beck is I know he has everything. I just got to see if he's got the nuts. And he's proved me. He proved has me he some. Not, has he, he not shown some. you in two games this year that he has the nuts? For for doing what Jackson Dart did? I mean, yeah, no, he showed me. He has but showed Jackson me Dart's a good quarterback, though. Like, let's not yeah. sleep on Jackson, though, either. Not like, like yeah. some, some scrub quarterback did uh, that no, either. But, but timeout, but timeout. Again, like all Georgia conversations. It is viewed through a harsher I agree, lens. I agree. I know. You're trying know. to win three natties in a row. And Stetson had the nuts. That's why you won the natties. I like, I, I saw some of Carson's, and okay, I like what I'm seeing so far. But, you know, we got, we just, there, there's still more yet to reveal. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see the rest over time. Mm. Um, mm -mm -mm. Mm. Yeah, we just golf. We just read that stat on here as well. Um, let's see here. Or we can circle back some of these comments. Look, um, okay, Nick Towns says, UJ wide receivers can't have so many drops. Arian Smith that dropped the pass every game this year. I think it's more Arian. Arian. Arian Smith has struggled. That's been a little bit of a disappointment. He's They've tried to get him involved with some deep throws and just has not, not happened this year. But once again, Marcus is playing well. Dominic Lovett has just coming off his best game. Rara has been playing tremendous the past three weeks. And don't forget, you got Lad McConkey. He's back 100%. So you got four legit receivers and you run the ball well. Like once again, I, 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 this this offense will be fine. Yeah, but like T. Bob said though, the, these guys, this is this is opportunity. I think more than anything, this is Carson's opportunity. This is great. if if Carson wants yes. to come out this year. If Carson wants to be, because I've talked to him before. If he truly wants to come out this year, be a one and done guy. What do you mean by I've talked to him before? Has he told you that before? I think he I think there's a feeling of I've been in college for a while. Yeah, true. True. I mean, I haven't even got that 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 thought process from you know at times when I've talked to uh um uh, Mississippi State's quarterback. I'm drawing a blank right now. Will Rogers? Will Rogers. Like no, there's a point of like look, being in college uh, for so long, like you're ready just to move on. Uh, like, Jaden Daniels like was kind of at that point last year, and yeah. Brian Kelly and Joe Sloan LSU had to hit him with this like re-recruitment, and they showed him a six-month plan, and we're like, look, if we execute on this plan, you can take your game to a new level. And but but Jaden didn't too, though. Like, Carson is no, he did. That's true. good tape, and then Carson also, if they get the job done this year, would have had three national championships. Like, is there sure. – what are you truly waiting for at that point? I think it's kind of like, okay, I need to move on with my life kind of mentality – and and like the draft class is good, but I would still put Carson somewhere in that three to five range of quarterbacks taken off the board. Yeah, I mean he's is, he's, he's massive, especially if he wins a natty. I mean, if he yes. wins a natty, then he proves everything. He has all the physical skills. He has yep. all the intangibles. Suddenly, it's not just because he had Brock Bowers. So you're right. This actually sets up to really put Beck on the main stage. So we go find out. Mm -hmm. Hey, look, if it's anything like a lot of my other predictions, I'm probably wrong. Um. Uh. Well, you know, I guess I was right about Washington, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I love this from Chad D. He says I'm a Michigan fan. Can other Michigan fans drop the holier than thou Michigan man morally superior act and just embrace the filth? Get down in the mud with everyone else. Just win, baby. I agree, Chad. Fuck him. That's what, if I was a Michigan <laughs> fan, I'd be watching the show. I'd be like, fuck you. 
fuck you. You're cool. I'm out. I don't give a shit. We're winning the natty. Like that, mm-hmm. hell yeah. That's that that's that's what that that's the attitude you got to have. Um. All right, Dabo, Swinney, and Clemson. I'm still surprised this whole Michigan thing. You have not brought up the uh, South Park episode when they talk about cheating, and it's kind of Which the one? same thing. I've never seen it before. We played it on my my Sirius XM show yesterday, where they're essentially the same thing that you said that that you get to be so dominant and so good that people don't even care when like the 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 elite people are cheating. Oh, just, oh the yeah. Belichick episodes. Oh, I forgot about yes. those, dude. I forgot about that. You're kind of like praise for it almost. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's the it's it's too big to fail. It's a real yeah. thing. It's not yeah. like it's a very real human thing in banking and sports and everything. Like, are you really going to go after Belichick that hard and tear down one of your sports greatest rivalries? Cause that affects the integrity of the game. Like, like you're going to go after coach K. What, what would coach K and Duke had to have gotten caught doing to, to actually go after him? Mm. You would have to have a dead person with coach K's hands around the throat before you would ever try to go after that man. So that's just, I mean, that's just how it works, dude. Um, no, I just always think about the, the NCAA slavery episode, which is just aged like a fine wine in South park <laughs> where they're making fun of the fact that none of these kids are paid for all of their labor. And they're like, this work giving them oh, education. Oh yeah. It's a mighty fine idea there. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that, that's all time. Good. Um, okay. Dabo and Clipson double OT loss. Drama mm-hmm. in the post game. Dabo mm-hmm. talking about lighten the lightening the bandwagon. Just a very mm-hmm. tone deaf thing to say to your fans and you're paid ten million. Calling out the quarterback for pulling. Yeah, the- saying the quarterback was just supposed to hand it and that he just pulled mm-hmm. it on his own. I mean, just it's it's been mm-hmm. a very tough year for Dabo Swinney and Clemson. Aaron told you it was going to be. Aaron was right. Um, the question is, my, my my mentions have been so quiet from Clemson fans all year. And they were just, <laughs> dude. Preseason, they were ripping me, Clemson fans, all over me about. I'm, I'm still salty about 2000. I hate when people bring up old games. It's been a decade. I'm not salty about anything, but they always use that as an I excuse. Know, I'm like, no, truly, it's just because I don't think you're that good this year, and I don't think your quarterback is the answer right now. And, well, uh, actually, I, um, quiet since. I am still salty about losing Alabama in 2011, and I would like to retroactively, uh, uh allege that they must have stolen our signs or something because we lost 21 nothing and they knew every fucking thing we were doing was it maybe because Les miles just wanted to run like four plays i don't know i don't know but at least i demand an investigation anyway um is clemson dead aaron murray it's a very simple question mm, they'll never be back they they, they won't win a national championship with dabo I mean, if you consider that dead, then yes. But will they be competitive? Yeah. Ooh, so Clemson you don't will be competitive. find a way to another natty sometime? I don't. Mm. He's not He's not at the level of these other coaches. He's had his run. I think he himself has dropped as a coach to a point where I, I don't trust him against the big boys anymore. I don't. I don't think he's as good as the rest. Clemson will be good. Clemson will be a, a playoff team. They will. They have great facilities. they got a great fan base. Um, they will get great players. They won't win an national championship though with him. So I think this depends on, 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 is that considered dead or is that just considered they're just going to be a really good team, but never good enough to win it once again? Well, no, look, I think, I think this is a uh, story we see all the time in sports 
where success becomes your greatest enemy. And randomly, one of the people I always think about with this is Marvin Lewis uh, when he was the head coach of the Bengals, where the Bengals were hapless. They were awful for decades. Lewis gets there, and they make the playoffs seven years in a row, mm-hmm. and they win a bunch of divisions, but they never win a playoff game. And for a while, making the playoffs was really good, and it was propping him up, and it made everybody happy. Then making the playoffs just started to piss people off mm-hmm. because the expectations had changed. And if you look at Clemson's 15 through 2020 run, Aaron, it, it they just they did the impossible. Yeah, like what they were doing was unsustainable. And when you have unsustainable success over a six-year period, though, Saban did it. No, not like this. Not like this. Saban, well, I guess Saban won one, what, every two years? Yeah. Or, I mean, look at this. In 2015, they win a playoff game, barely lose the Natty. In 2016, they win a playoff game. And, oh, by the way, this is, comes in the midst of six consecutive ACC championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 16, they win a playoff game, win the Natty. 17, lose a playoff game. 18, win a playoff game, win the Natty. 19, win a playoff game, lose the Natty. 20, lose in the playoffs. I mean, six final four appearances in a row with multiple national championships mixed in that you both won and lost it. And, and, and and it comes at a time when Florida state was down, Miami was down, UNC was nothing. So like, yeah, it was a bit of a time and place thing. Like all dynasties are Mm -hmm. like all dynasties are. And so, um, and and, and to be fair to your point, like, yeah, we could say Saban did that and then sub for 15 years, but Saban's better than Dabba. Yeah, exactly. So the point is, they became their own greatest enemy. That's unsustainable success. And so I'm with you. 12 team playoff ACC. Clemson will still be nationally relevant, Mm -hmm. but they will never achieve the dynastic greatness that they had for that period. And I I keep, I feel like I keep hearing from from multiple people that that Clemson and Florida State are still on the verge of finding a way out of the ACC, which, if I'm Clemson, like you just brought up, like that's why you've been as dominant. You've been able to essentially have a clear path until this year to the playoffs that what i mean but aaron you know what it's all about dog yeah but uh, money. you tell me you tell money. me money you, if you're making 30 million dollars less i know it's all money than the people that you're supposed to I be know. competing so with things. what are you supposed to do so staying in the acc you're going to fall behind when it comes to money joining the sec or big 10 to me where would you put them as as a brand in the sec right now where would you put them with Texas and Oklahoma? Oh, 20? no. Where yeah, Clemson yeah, yeah. They're, in that, they're in that. They're absolutely in that top tier. So I know it's they're, down they're, here, they're, but they're in the they're, top tier. Maybe, maybe you could say they're like, like, okay, if you have Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Alabama Texas, tier one, Texas and Oklahoma do not get tier one status yet. Get the fuck mm. out of here. How about they win something first? How about Steve Sarkeesian wins blue blood in team. games? Shut up. Team. Shut the, the fuck. Team. I'm not playing this game again with you until <clears> Texas and Oklahoma actually finish the fight. Okay. So Once they do this year, if they do this year, they're both in the Big Twelve. They would be Tier One, and I okay. would not put Clemson. If 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 Clemson found a way out, and somehow Clemson and Florida State are in the SEC next year, Clemson is not a Tier One team. Brand wise, right now the Tier One teams to me next year are Georgia and Alabama, and then I got LSU, Texas, and Oklahoma in Tier Two, and I would Ooh. put Clemson in that Tier Two with them, and yeah. we'll see if anybody else can uh, break break into that. Uh, Richard Jellhawk says Boomer Sooner shares. Look, I, I was, I've been very wrong and preventable so far. And, and I'm not even, t- I'm, I mean, I'm impressed that both Texas and OU survived in advance last week. That's all that matters. Again, mm-hmm. I just want to see them finish the fight yep. this year. Uh, one person who seems to have no fight, Aaron, is Lincoln Riley. Mm. Soft, 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 mm. soft. 
Um, so Lincoln Riley, not only, so they lose that game in which once again, he's scolding all of us in the post game for not believing in this defense, um, continues to defend Alex Grinch. He lets his players skip media availability, which never has happened in recent memory. Yeah, but I'm not too mad about that. Like, that's not a big deal. Uh, okay. What? Yes, it is. It's soft. One of the core tenets of football is learning how to handle adversity. You know how you don't handle adversity by hiding away from it or shying away from it. When you you have to own up to your mistakes and you have to get in front of there. But him make a lot of money now. No, you make a lot of money now. The kids have to. The kids make money too now. Uh, Absolutely, you got to teach your kids lessons. How many times did you have to go in front of the media and answer shitty questions after your heart was just ripped out? It's, it's part of the game. I do man. remember, though, before SEC championship game, I did not want to deal with media. And I went up to Coach Rick and said, hey, like, I just really don't want to deal with media this week. And he said, all right, we'll keep you out. Like, if there's if your leaders are kind of saying, like, coach in the locker, I'm like, hey, man, we just do not. You, you know the pulse of your team. And you're not going to put them in that situation. Like, I'm, I don't think that, that that's that big of a deal. Like, I'm not stressing about them, the players, not speaking to the media after that loss. I think I think it sets an awful example of how to handle adversity in your life. And uh, if if you had told me that, I would have said, "Look, let's have a conversation about it." Here's why you need to do it. You are the leader of this team. Uh, as you get older, you're going to have to do things in life that you do not want to do, but they are the right things to do. Mm. Uh, your fans want to hear from you. Everybody who covers this game and helps to hype it up and helps to create the revenue that sust- that gives us all sustenance want to hear from you. You go get your ass out there. And you're going to answer some questions. Um, you're a hard, you're a mean person. Yeah. 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 Well, you're guess what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm that, that is the least of my, so, this, how do you feel is, about, how do you feel then about Lincoln Riley skipping his coaches show this week? Because he was feeling that's under soft. the weather. Cause he that's did that soft. too. That's see, that's, that's you're, you are the leader. You are the face. We've talked about this all the time. Like coaches are the face of the program. Players come and go. The coach is the brand. You can't skip stuff like that. Jump on a damn zoom. If you have to. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's bullshit. Exactly. Right. You can't use the sick excuse when no. we have tech now. That's just like T-Bob's and, over and here I, with hives and dying. And he showed up to our show yesterday. Yeah, I mean, yes. come on. I have <laughs> some sort of weird virus that is not the flu and it's not COVID, but it feels like the flu. I've got body aches. I've got hives on my nipples that are so sensitive that every time I move, I get burning pain all through my tits. <laughs> okay. And I'm still out here taking and I'm sweating in this freaking sweatshirt right now. Yeah, why? It's just not nothing's good right now. Hey, but you know what? End, We're yeah, still making hey, it. Towards the end of yesterday's show with Pate, I can tell you were sweating your ass off. I'm just like, we could Bro, I can't control my temperature and I got body aches all over the place. And but it's not the flu or COVID. It's crazy. The doctor said a bunch of people been having it apparently. And it's mm. lasted for five days now. Mm. I'm coming up in a week on Wednesday. You know what? Uh, uh anyway, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because here's the other thing. This is why Lincoln Riley is skipping media because of stuff like it. So Bill Plasky and this would, so I, this is the other thing. I cannot believe that he's, he's being so media ignorant in the second biggest media market in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here's a Bill Plasky headline that tells you how it's going in LA right now. Column and supposed breakthrough USC season. Lincoln Riley has been a bust. 
And then this here's a line from the article. Yet on a brutal Saturday night, their $10 million a year coach's promise of a championship culture once again crumpled like a cheap suit. Riley failed to meet the moment. He failed the Trojans. He failed the Coliseum. He is failing this season. And mm. then the flourish. After 22 games as USC's coach, Riley is 17-5. and five. After 22 games as USC coach, Clay Helton, was 17 and five mm. 17 and five mm. Mm -mm -mm. but with a heisman trophy winning quarterback and the transfer portal not in the portal and the portal and so i still when riley's talking after on. the game about mm. this is when you get tested as a leader in these bad times but then doesn't show accountability well i think that's bad leadership mm -hmm. in my opinion I agree. I'll put that. I'm starting there. to sweat my ass I'm not, off again. Uh, I'm not going to put it on the players, but I'll put it on him. I agree. Um, uh, well, no. Look, the players should have to answer questions. I think you're soft. Mm -mm. I, I, I think you should put the players in front of the media. Um, all right, and finally, just Marcus public Freeman stoning. Surveyed. You just want these kids to get up there and just get stoned to death. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 part. It's what you have to do. It's what you have to do. It comes with the territory. You want to be the superstar. You want to get all the benefits of being the big man on campus, of getting you know scholarship, NIL money, of getting glory and honor. Well, guess what? You don't get all the benefits without any of the contradictions, okay, or any of the consequences. Uh, it's two sides of the same coin. If you want one side, you got to take the other, unless Mark Richt is your coach and he lets you be a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. At least, at least mine was mine was pre-game. I took that loss. Yeah, that's true. Chance. That's true. Pre-game is different. I was exam is different. week. I had three exams, and I was getting yeah. ready for Alabama. I was like, Coach, I honestly cannot afford two hours to go talk to the damn media. Like, I need a break this week. Um, I like this, Silky. Uh, Arkansas cut off their Enos and is now getting to take down Florida. Yeah. Uh, okay, Marcus Freeman, finally. Marcus Freeman, revenge. Remember how everybody was coming after Marcus Freeman? for having 10 people on the field and all this other stuff. Well, one of the main Notre Dame beat writers apparently is the head coach of Marcus Freeman's son's flag football team, and Freeman got to turn the tables on him. Because he makes things happen when it is. All right. My turn? Yep, okay. <laughs> Two things, right? <laughs> Second, third grade championship game. Okay. Two trips to the red zone. Yeah. Empty. Zero points. One play was a reverse pass that was intercepted in the red zone. You were the offense coordinator on that? Thoughts on the red zone play calling. What's your thoughts on those red zone play calling? You know, uh, they were attacking the run so much with Nico and Nolan, I thought we could drop one over their head. But maybe the elements, the mud, the game, yeah. it wasn't great for them. So. It's good. It's it's good. Basics probably is the way to go there. Last question. There was a Nico Freeman in that same game that had a long run that was uh, negated by – only having one flag on. Whose responsibility is to make sure the young man has two flags on? I think it would be the guy in the huddle, which could be me, but you might be able to blame Coach Stanley on the Oh, sideline. you're, you're passing know. blame. Come on, Tim. you got to <laughs> yeah. own it now. Well, that, that I noticed you didn't ask about the fourth and fifth grade thrilling <laughs> championship game. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was going to finish with congratulations on your two championship wins yesterday. And, uh, you know, head coaches get the credit sometimes. When they deserve and don't deserve, but um, congrats on two wins. It was good. D minus in the first game, and I think yeah. in the second. But you won. Yes, you found right. a way to win. That's important, man. So appreciate that. That was a lot of fun yesterday. So, uh, uh, I mean, that's, 
that's just good clean fun right there mm-hmm. especially because the one flag is reminiscent of the 10 men on the field which like you mm-hmm. said at the time is not really marcus freeman's fault like the head coach it uh, there are supposed to be multiple things in place underneath you that take care of it, just like Nico Freeman probably should have had a second flag on. Mm. Either way, Marcus Freeman is so, so good. He's, I love, I love him. He's, I had the opportunity to cover Cincinnati three times early in my career and, and to sit down with him. And every time I walked out of the meeting, it's like, I really love this dude. Like, he is everything you want a recruiter, person, coach. Um, yeah, he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. I'm happy they're winning. All right, as we wrap up here, uh, remember, if you're going to any of the big games this week, you want to hit up our friends over there at Game Time. Is there a better sports month than October? The best way to get tickets to any games is on the Game Time app, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the United States. You got this weekend, number three, Ohio State hosting number seven, Penn State, a Big Ten rivalry game. Both these teams want to prove to Michigan, we ain't scared. Well, first, you got to win this game. You want to be in Columbus, Ohio this weekend for this matchup. So get the game time app, get those tickets, get your butts in those seats because you ain't going to want to miss this one. Yeah. And look, maybe you want to watch Tennessee play host to the tide. Uh, our host will miss the bottom line is you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. So download the game time app, create an account and redeem the code snaps for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, enter code SNAPS, that's S-N-A-P-S, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Oh, my God, Greg Lamont in the chat. Do we know if Stallions use game time? I mean, if he did, <laughs> if he did, he probably would have saved some money. I hope he used, uh, <laughs> promo code SNAPS. If he did, save him. Promo code SNAPS, 20 bucks off, dude. Um. Ooh, I can see Freeman leaving for Ohio State. Well, we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, hey, hey, before 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 we get out of here, though, T T, mm-hmm. like subscribe. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Love y'all so much. Seven K, we're going in hot. Come on, yeah, come on, baby. Seven K, we love it. Thank you for hanging out with us for real and supporting the show. Yep. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, read review, that really helps as well. A massive thank you. So to Ryan Brumley's on paternity leave. It seems like mom son and brum are doing great the in-laws are in town right now which can always be a mixed bag i've heard it's going well though uh but i do want to give a big shout out as brum has been gone our guy pg pat gunther's done a great job and then pg was actually in portugal and our boy chris tran stepped up and i mean there's so much work so much great work here on the snaps team danny carnes christian hunter adam gracia uh just a massive thank you to everyone at the volume for making this happen because we love it and uh, we hope you like it and we'll see you tomorrow for some more snaps getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets real steel Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.